0: let's get into it consistency consistency is the key to success my name is Anna K. Hutchinson and you're listening to for change people let's chat let's laugh because it's your time to start choosing you you're listening to for change people and we are joined today by our guest katrina roddy hi hi how are you i am doing great how are you i'm good 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 thanks for asking. i am so excited and happy to have you join in <laughs> Yay. so we're going to be talking about elevator speech And I think it's very important, not just for the audience who are listening, but for myself personally, because um, it was one of the topics that I wanted to actually talk about on the podcast. Yeah. And I was actually writing um, a script (laughs) recently to talk about it. Um, I actually titled the script representation, you know, what are we representing when we stand or we go out there in public and someone comes up to us and say, Hey, who are you? And so when I saw this as a topic, I was like, Hey, we got to get you over here.
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It's so important to me. Um, it, it's, it's your message. Yeah. So it's just the way that you craft your message. And as an entrepreneur, for me, at least, You know, um, I didn't really tell my background or give my elevator speech, which I will do, but it really tells a message on where you were, what you're doing. And it could be chopped up in different ways, you know, just to make it fit for your message. And so I hone in on that when I coach entrepreneurs, um, to make sure their message is clear, because guess what people continue to ask for that over and over and over over again. And yeah. it also is a confident boost, it gives people confidence in um who they are now because now they have a, a representation, like you said. Exactly. You're um
0: it, it it's it's more off like hey, I know who I am, I know yeah. what I stand for, and so You know, when someone walk up to you and say, hey, tell me about what you do, you, as you said, the confident level that you have, you know, you're not going to be intimidated by the person who's standing in front of you. It doesn't matter who that person is because you're confident in your brand and who you are. So before we get into more, share a little bit more about who you are, your background and, you know, just take us in. You mean mean my elevator speech?
1: (laughs) There, there you go. <laughs> yes. so, um, again, my name is Katrina Roddy. I am bestselling author of Steal Your Skills from Corporate, and I'm also an entrepreneur coach. I coach on the mindset it takes to transition out of an employee status to becoming a CEO of your life as a new entrepreneur. I spent 30 years in corporate, 30 plus years. I don't know what the other part of it is, <laughs> but 30 plus years in corporate insurance and when I came out, I realized I was I was laid off for one. And once I became laid off, I was trying to figure out my passion. So what I did was I took my entrepreneur spirit and I married it to my 30 years experience and mm-hmm. came up, you know, to be an entrepreneur coach and that's when I wrote the book and that's where the story started.
0: Nice. Awesome. So I started reading a little bit of your book. didn't get through all of it so far. And you were talking about the fact that, you know, you started out young in the corporate world and, you know, you just started growing and growing, like, you know, so... What was one of the um, takeaway from that experience? the you know, you were young in the field and you started to rise above you know other maybe other workers who were there before you? Mm-hmm. Like, what's one thing that you can say, "Hey, the reason why I could
1: rise that quickly it was because of this? It was because I opened myself up for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like I never wanted to stop learning. There's this thing about curiosity that I think people forget. Yeah. Is um, you have to keep curiosity as far apart as you can. There's a distance between your brain that says, hey, I know so much already. And then you shut down to uh, other things. Yes. But when you keep curiosity wide and you keep reaching for something or trying to learn for more then it just gives you that momentum to keep going for more. And when I started at a young age, I started at the age of eighteen. I graduated high school in June. I started my corporate job in July, nice. and my corporate job became one of my classes for college because I went to a very strict business school. And it was just more of I go to I go to work, and then I go to school, and then the my job would report to the school if she's dressed appropriately, she's doing whatever. So I did that and that's how I got started so early. And then it just, it just piqued my interest in wanting to learn more and keep going. Mm -hmm. And what about if I did that? And what if I did that? So (laughs) the one thing that I would have them take away is keep your curiosity wide so that you can continue to open yourself up to learn for more opportunities. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. It makes so much sense. Yes. I, (laughs) I actually believe that because I mean, it's, Yes, it's great to be in one level. But if you start to, you know, envision or, you know, put yourself to the place that you want to be, you realize that it's, it's all about your mind, as you said, you know, it is all about what you put in your mind. Like, I have to share this, um, you know, as we're talking about mindset, let me see if I can find it. It says negative thoughts. I believe it so deeply it becomes real. Positive thoughts, I believe it so deeply, it becomes real. Your choice. So it's it's oh, definitely our choice. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, your you know, Yeah, it's your decision. It's what you want to, you know, choose at the same time. So some rapid questions we're gonna get into. Oh. So Okay. All right. So if you could live anyone's life, if you could say, hey, I want to stop living my life right now and pick someone's life to live, who would it be and why?
1: So I always go for the mind. Right. Um, and I know people probably use this a lot, but I would definitely say uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos.
0: Jeff Bezos. Oh. Yeah,
1: not that I want to be an older white man, but I, his mind, the way he thinks and the way he creates opportunities for people, mm-hmm. I feel like I try to do that as well. I try to create opportunities, and he just—he's just a good thinker. His—he—he he thinks things through, and then he takes a risk on things. So I would—I would definitely say that. Nice. I was gonna say oh. Oprah because of her heart. I got a list of people. You can't just stop me at one. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you at one. <laughs> I do. And I often tell people like, my big dream is to be on the Ellen show, mm-hmm. but not to be there, you know, on her show and receiving from her. I want to be the sponsor in the back. I want people to walk out with a big check and it says, from Katrina. That's the person I want to be on the show. Nice. That,
0: you know, that's always been one of my things, um, mission or goals that I keep close yeah. to me where i want to have my name yeah. <laughs> not i don't want to sit on the 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 platform no 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 i want at the end when you see across your tv screen you see yeah. my foundation my organization exactly i <laughs> want to be the sponsor exactly i want to exactly. yeah. be the sponsor yes yeah, so Good. exactly thanks for asking that was hard <laughs> But you were good. You got it. <laughs> all right. If you were stranded, like, on a tropical island, what are two things you want to take with you?
1: Um, A boat <laughs> and a navigation system. Because <laughs> I um, would have to get off that island. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't a know. A boat and a navigation system?
1: Yeah. But, you know, to be all honest, I... I heal through music. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to have some form of music. Um, and I, I guess I would power that through some type of satellite or some type of um, solar system yeah. to power it through. But I I live, like music heals me. And so yes. I would have to have some type of music just to, I, I believe that everyone has a song in them mm-hmm. and they just need to to sing that. At one point I used to volunteer for a, an organization called Harmony, Hope, and Healing. And that's what they did. They taught people, you know, recovering addicts through healing of a song. Like they would sing together. They would, and people felt good when they sing. Yeah. They don't care how they sounded. They just wanted to, you know, get that out and that helped them with their confidence. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're
0: going through at in the middle of the day, as long as that song that, you know, keeps you going comes on. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you feel relieved. You feel like much lighter. And you're like, hey, I can I can kick this. I can get, I get through this. it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How do you normally start your day?
1: Uh I do start my day reading affirmations affirmation I have um I have a huge mirror mm-hmm. in my bathroom and I actually write on it with a dry erase marker oh nice make sure it's not a permanent if you're going to do this at home <laughs> but because it's, it's like a dry erase marker you can erase it the same way you do with a white board. white board um but I just write little things on there things that I think will keep me going and just yeah. little like little things. It could be a smiley face. It could be, you know, do this or do that. But I do start my day off with that. And then I exercise. So um, I've learned this new thing to do. What's that? And that is get up early in the morning. (laughs) I now start getting up at six, and I realize how much stuff I can get started before my day even starts. Yeah, so I'm like, just that little time makes a big difference. But yeah, I, I up earlier.
0: I am an early riser. Listen, I hate waking up too late. I feel like my day is already <laughs> wasted. I feel like what's the point? I'm not going to do anything. Like when I wake up early and I get stuff done, then I'm like, all right, I can chill in the afternoon. I don't have yeah. to worry about what to do. Cause I'm like, I already got that out, you know, knock it out the way, but I do wake up early cause I have to get to work <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it's still quiet, right? That early oh, in the morning, is really quiet. So nice I don't cool. know what I was thinking before. Exactly. And the, I mean, for me personally, I
0: like the drive in the morning. I don't yeah. like the afternoon or the midday. I don't know,
1: yeah. no. Awesome, that's good, but I do. I I bought myself a, um, a spin cycle over Christmas and I mm-hmm. promised myself that I will get up and get on that damn thing. <laughs> and so I do, and it's music that's playing and it keeps yeah. me going. So I'll get exactly. up and I'll do a little. As long as yeah. you
0: have your music, uh, you can go for hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Until your legs give up. <laughs> It's mind over matter.
0: <laughs> what is an important life lesson that you have taken away from someone?
1: Um, I learned a long time ago that um, I always say this too, because it applies to my business and it applies to everything. Mm-hmm. If you're persistent, you'll get it. Yeah. But if you're consistent, you'll keep it. Mm-hmm. And so I have to use that because I... I have a tendency of not being as consistent. I have to remind myself to stay consistent because I'll go, go, go. And then I'll change and I'll do something. And I'll have, and that's just because of the way my mind, I was explaining to someone the other day that I could be cleaning my house and I have to drop off something in the bathroom. And then all of a sudden I start cleaning the bathroom and I have to stop and remind myself, this is not the room I'm in right now. And I have to go back. So just keeping consistent in my business, keeping consistent in my life, Those things will make me, you know, provide stability, but Mm -hmm. you have to be persistent up front to get it. And once you get it, learn how to keep it.
0: Oh my God. I had the same like thought, like a couple weeks ago, I was just sitting down and I was just like, oh my God, I need to stick to one thing. Like I keep going back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) I keep like moving from one stage to other. And I'm like, I need a fine one thing and just stick to it and then i'll yeah. go transition into other stuff and I, and it's it's so much lighter too with the work
1: Yeah. Like
0: overwork yourself because you're like trying to get everything at the same time no and then it's like you're not keeping focused on what is important so yeah. what is it that you want to you know make be the forefront and you're not making that the forefront so then you're all over the place trying to figure Oh wait
1: I, yeah. yeah so Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. And they, and I did a time management workshop and they said, and part of my workshop was understanding what, um, there are types of procrastination and Mm -hmm. that's actually one type of procrastination is when you keep skipping all over, but Mm -hmm. they know that that procrastination is mostly with entrepreneurs. They, they go for shiny things they're like, Hey, look at that. That's shiny. I'm going to do that. So they labeled it and said, most entrepreneurs will fall in this category. And I was like, Holy crap. That's me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because we are trying to do too much. <laughs> do, too much. do too much. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to do too much. All Good right. question. I like that one. Oh, nice. Okay. So let's get into the meat and the matter, which is the elevator speech. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, For entrepreneurs who are just starting out right now, how important is it for them to even have a two or a (laughs) one-liner just to, you know, share with um, anyone they come in contact with?
1: It is extremely important because it's your message. It Mm -hmm. is your message and it's your way of being able to share your story Mm -hmm. without oversharing. So let me just say this. There's an elevator speech and there also is what's called a personal statement. So I started off when I did my conversation and you were asking who I am. That's my personal statement. That's one or two lines. Yes. But it becomes an elevator speech when you extend it beyond that, which I did when I started talking about how long I was in mm-hmm. you know, corporate. And then that's when you start to give the bulk of your story. So it's important because a lot of times we're taught not to be vulnerable, like don't share too much or don't you know, do whatever. But when you have an elevator speech and you want someone to hold on to what you're saying, um, you have to share. You have to share enough for them to hold on to and say, I got that. I want to talk to them later. I, I want like I have a catchphrase. It's a hook and it catches them. And that's why it's so important. A lot of entrepreneurs feel like they have to hold everything to the vest and they don't share as much. Um, part of what I do is when I tell people to make moves and I won't go through all the acronyms unless we have time, Yeah. but the okay. S part of moves is share your story. Mm-hmm. Like moves is an acronym for, you know, making some changes in your life, but the S part is share your story. And that's what the elevator speech is for. So it's extremely important for them to do that.
0: For them to do that. Okay. Yep. And what would be like a focus point in starting out? I mean, if, for example, if someone is like, Hey, I have this business, I have that business, but they blend certain stuff together, but you know, but you're trying to figure out, okay, what is more important? Like, what do I put forward first? Or what do I say?
1: Well, what's the core? I would ask the question of what's the core of what you do as a person, not the business you run, but what you do as a person. And that could be I teach someone. I strategize. I do like I do these things in my business that mm-hmm. that kind of crosses over both of them. So the starting point would be figure out who you are and what you provide, and then craft your message around that. So when I say you know I um, I help with the transition, I could do any other job in there, but what I do that crosses over for my book and my company is I help with the transition. So I make sure that that's in my speech. So you you pick some words that help you cross all of the things that you do, whatever those are.
0: Nice, it's like a link. So oh, the yeah. others can, they can put it and say, hey, okay, that's what you do. Yeah. Okay. yeah, nice, exactly. So I know that you got laid off from your corporate job and I was reading <laughs> through your book and you were also talking about your husband who he had his own business, right? And um, one point you were saying how, you know, it was flexible for him. He could take yeah. the kids, he could do what he wants yeah. and then he had to go get, you know, go to work. Um, you know, how was that transition for you? I mean, yes, he was, you know, he already had his business and you got laid off. Um. What was it like? What was like the mindset change that you had to go through to say, hey, I can do this too?
1: Maybe. Okay. So I was not married. That was the story I was telling the example I was given <laughs> in the book, <laughs> but I can tell you about the transition. Cause a lot of things that I talked about in the book were actually me. It applied mm-hmm. to me. So, um, that transition was hard. Um, and you come out of corporate and you don't want to believe that you just went through that. You begin to get you're angry because mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out why did that happen to me? like i like there's no rhyme or reason why it happens so you have to stop blaming yourself
0: yeah
1: um i would be anxious there was a lot of anxiety like what am i going to do next what am i going to do next cuz you're only used to a certain thing right and so there was a lot of anxiety there was some sleep disturbances if i don't find a job right now somebody's going to treat me differently or they're not you know it was all a lot of that and it wasn't until i I started doing more med- meditation. I started yes. doing more yoga, just eating right, exercising. And I was bringing everything back to me. And these ideas started coming.
0: Oh, okay. well, what if
1: I did this? And the thing that it kind of focused me on writing the book at that point, because I'm doing these things to help other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would go to networking events and I would, they would, people would ask me, show me how to budget or show me how to do this. And I'm like, sure. Sure. And I would go show them because I was so used to helping. Yeah. And it was one lady that pulled me to the side and said, honey, you give out too much free information. This is your job. And I was like, oh, so I decided to take all of those things, the steps I had gone through to become an entrepreneur yeah. and put them in one place because there's no one that teaches you how to be an entrepreneur. Nope. And I'm only giving you the tip end of, like I give you eight steps to follow that I know people can follow on their own. They don't need my help unless you're like me who say, I know what the book says, but I need an accountability partner. I need someone to help me get through this, make sure I'm doing it the right way. And then there's a coach involved, but I give you the steps to help you get through this on your own. So that's when it all came about. And then all of a sudden, you know, I created the corporate breakup, which is my company. And I just, I focus on the coaching of the mindset and how to transition. I go through the eight steps with them. I go through meditation, yoga, all of these things that I did to help myself in some fashion or customize it to a point where it actually helps them as well.
0: Awesome. And then with the eight steps that you mm-hmm. talk about, um, where can someone, if anyone's listening right now, Hey, I want to yeah. you know, join. So I actually go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was I was gonna gonna say, where can they find it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> they can. You can actually find the eight steps in my website. Um, you can download the workshop worksheet for free. Um, the eight steps are in the books, but you can actually go to my website at corporatebreakup.com and you can actually just download the the steps and and fill them out on your own and try to you know do them that way. Um, through there, oftentimes I may give a webinar too, but everything you need, I've, I try to load up my website with it. So it's the corporatebreakup.com.
0: Yay. So go on there and grab the eight steps and also get in contact. If you're if you're trying to transition or change your mindset so that you can, you know, evolve in your business, grow more in your business. There we go. We have Katrina over here.
1: Yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you yes. figure this out.
0: And she is ready and available. What does it mean? to have a corporate breakup? Cause I know, you know, many people that are listening, they're like, okay, what do you mean? Corporate breakup. Yeah. Um, so can you, you know, share some more?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So a corporate breakup is just what it says. It's a breakup. And when we think about a personal breakup, you go through a lot of times, you know, we go through the same thing. You go through anxiety, there's anger. You may have sleep disturbances, Mm -hmm. I don't know, chest pain, whatever it is that comes with that that emotion. And you may have your friends that come over and they hug you and they say, We're going to get you through this and shame on him. And all of this stuff happens, right? They may come over with wine or tequila, whatever. They come over and they consult you, right? Yes. But when you go through a corporate breakup, You go through those same emotions you go through the anger you go through anxiety you go through that but people treat you differently they don't you don't actually get to move into a space they're like oh that girl needs to find another job so you don't get that same support that you get through a personal breakup Mm -hmm. so that's what a corporate breakup is you're you know either you were terminated whatever they're calling it terminated can booted let go whatever they call it you left it's a breakup of some It's separation of something. Mm-hmm. And they, what I try to focus on is you have to heal from both of them before you move on. So that's and, what the corporate breakup is.
0: And for someone who's going through that stage right now, the corporate breakup, um, yeah. what's one thing that you can share with them to say, Hey, you know, I'm not going to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, because you know, people always say, hey, I know what you're going through, but yeah. every single person, you know, our, yeah. our experience are different. So, you know, what's one thing you can just reassure them with those that, you know, it's yeah. okay. You you get back on your feet.
1: <laughs> that I can assure you that you will go through the the grieving stages. Mm-hmm. So the the stages of grief where you'll go through and you'll realize, you know, once you get through that, um, because I want you to feel that feel that pain that comes with it, feel all of that. So it can work as fuel for you to motivate you to move on. And then after you go through that is where I like to say you can make moves. And that's when I talk about the moves acronym to move on from that. So I want them to understand, go through the grieving stage because you will go through it like you do any other relationship but don't stay in there long because when you come out, you're going to come out stronger and you're going to come out knowing exactly what your mission is and what you want to do. You're going to come out understanding that I know what's fulfilling to my heart and I don't want to do that again. I don't want to be in there. There was a study that I read with the APA, which is the American Psychology Association Mm -hmm. that talked about how people go through those stages after they leave a job. But I thought, what I thought was interesting is that They also talk about the people who were left at the job are going through the same thing because they don't know when it's their time and they're anxious and they have your work now. So now they're overworked. They don't know when they're going to get let go. (laughs) I know what that is. (laughs) So it's one of those things where (laughs) I just want you to feel that pain, get through it Mm -hmm. and then start making some accurate moves to move on. Yeah,
0: I that one hit me cuz I know what that <laughs> is. Oh my god. I my boss just came to me this week and she's like, "Hey, someone's going, so you got to take." And I'm like, "What? I got do to that? do all <laughs> that?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I so mean, you, you know, know what? That's the corporate world for you, you know? Yeah. So at one point, you know, being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. So this is not a shout out to say, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that if you get to a point where you've gone through two or three layoffs, maybe three or four, who knows how many, I had a guy one day told me he went through eight. The purpose of it is at one point, you're going to say, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to feel that way. I want to do something that's more fulfilling. And I want to start that. How do I do that? And that's what the eight steps are laid out for.
0: If someone came to you and they were like, Hey, I want to start my own business, you know, and the person, you know, based on, you know, how they are, you know, their personality, you're like, Hmm, there's a lot of, you know, arrow that we're going to have here or back and forth. We're going to have here. Um, what is one strategy as a coach? Um, that you could implement for that person to maybe redirect how they view what they want to do. So let me let me break it down more. Maybe that was too vague. No, I think I got it, but go ahead. I want to hear Okay. It. So, for example, I came to you and I said, "Hey, you know what? I want to start a company. But my personality is laid back and you know, I keep telling you, Hey, I want your service and I want to utilize you. But then whenever we set up meetings, I don't show up. Yeah. So what's one thing you could implement to say, let me see if I could use this to grab this person in, or is it a case where you're like, okay, I tap out.
1: (laughs) So it's interesting you say that because I did have a person like that. Oh, okay. um, so she came to me and, you know, she wanted to do some work with me, but mm-hmm. then she wasn't showing up for the simple meetings before we even got into the juice of things. Mm-hmm. And I had to kindly bow out. And I told her it's not anything that she does. People do things in their time. Yeah. She just, It wasn't time for her. It wasn't time for her to be in that space, because when it's time for you to be in it, you're ready 100 percent. And she was not ready. It was a tug of war. She was still trying to figure out, you know, when people come to me, they usually have an idea already what they want to do. And I just help build that structure around that. I'm not telling them what to do. I'll help them pull the skills that they need in that job that they're going after or their career they're going after. But I'm not creating that career for them. They come to me and say, I want to do this. I want to do this, this and this. And I said, "Okay, let's build that out. Let's go through some things. Let's pull your skills. But then if you don't show up, I can't do anything about that. Other than it was scheduled for you. I, you're not going to bounce me around because you, you have to bounce around. You're not ready. Exactly. Not ready. Exactly. So I, you know, I kindly tell them that they're not ready. And a lot of times, well, what I did with this individual and she got it. She understood that.
0: She understood. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the reason for, you know, bringing that question up is because, you know, we're talking about corporate breakup and maybe someone's yeah. listening and you're like, Hey, I have this idea. Let me go start. Yeah. But I think many times, you know, we all have crazy ideas and we want to reach to a point where we can, you know, work for ourselves or so we can yeah. start, you know, creating something of our own. But if you're not ready, it's going yeah. to be a struggle. A struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard to pull yourself because, the, the, the world, the field itself, as you know, we talked about earlier, we have so many things that we want to do and we're all over the place, but it also comes with a uh, um, not a burden. I want to say a burden, but it comes with responsibility,
1: heavy responsibility. Yeah. Yes. And you have to be pro- when I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, what I knew for sure is that I didn't want to go back to corporate and mm-hmm. that voice was stronger than the voice saying you want to be an entrepreneur? The voice that I had in my head saying, I did this for a long time. I don't want to go back into corporate Mm -hmm. was so loud that it helped me create this passion. And then that's when I started to learn. I do have skills that I could have gotten from, you know, I have, um, presentation skills. I used to present to some of the CEOs, CFOs, treasurers of these big companies. I'm used to that. I'm used to these things. These are the things I'm used to, and I can build my own career. I worked for someone else all that time doing it, doing an excellent job. And now here I am, I can apply those same tactics to something that I want to do. So I, you know, I'm helping people, but I think too, a lot of times people who are a little bit unsure and they want to go back to corporate is because they, maybe there's no structure around what they want to do Mm -hmm. and helping them get forward. So by the end of my coaching, the results they get, you get a toolkit. I go through the eight steps. You help develop that with me. So now you can always refer back to it.
0: Nice. How important is who I am as an individual versus who someone wants me to be? How important is that in your elevator speech? Because I don't know if maybe, hopefully, you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you get it? All right, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Be, Be yourself always like it's do what's important for you. You did not come become an entrepreneur so that you can continue to do something for someone else. Mm -hmm. So that is the core of everything. Be who you are. Your message is your message. Think about this. Think about how many coaches are out there. They're everywhere. Everyone's a coach. So I like to tell people, when you go to, let's say a TJ Maxx or a Marshall store and you have, you know, racks full of clothing, right? Say you, you approach a rack that has all white t-shirts. You go up to that rack and you find the one that fits you. You find the field that's good for you. You find the size that's good for you. The, all of them are white. So they're all in in this instance, they're all coaches, yep. but you Find the one that fits your personality, fits you, and the, you like the way it feels. It may be different than the one you pick out. You may say, "I like this one a little bit better. It fits me better." Exactly. That's what you do. And no matter what you do, so there's a lot of competition out there. People will be like, "I don't want to talk to her because I do the same thing," or she doesn't. You can't do that because of what I just said. Everyone goes up to that rack and you pick one based on what you like. And so when I use that, when you use that logic behind it, you're like, okay. I get it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, I mean, like I'm sure our personalities right here, we we don't wear the same thing. We don't like the same thing. We probably don't like the same thing. But at the same time, we're going to find someone that we're going to, you know, have that bond with or that relationship with. And we're going to, you know, get to work with that person. So it's just, it's not who someone wants you to be, actually. It's who you are
1: it's, it's who, who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely who you are. Um, let's say part of my coaching too, I go through one of the steps goes through personality where there's an assessment on who you are and how you work in your business. So I also do that with them. And that's, that's usually enlightening because they're like, Oh, you know, I start off with the conversation. Are you a marathoner or a sprinter? and you work, sometimes you can be both of them. Sometimes situations put you in one or the other, not neither one is good or bad. It's just the way you do your work. And a lot of times entrepreneurs are sprinters. They work for a certain period of time and then they move on to something else. And then you got to come back to it. So that's what I was going to say. Be yourself because you are doing the business and people will find you based on who you are. Nice. Nice.
0: Um, In creating your elevator speech, do you think it's necessary that you practice what you're going to say?
1: hundred percent of the time. You not only practice what you're going to say, but you practice your cadence in saying it Mm -hmm. because you want someone to understand. You don't want to just rattle it on. So I had to practice over and over. I because I had to try to fit a lot in there, and I say all the time, I'm best selling author of Steal Your Skills from Corporate. I could stop there, but I have to change my cadence and say, and I'm also an entrepreneur coach, but I had to practice that. And I just took it and I practiced it on my phone. I have a recorder and I listened to it. Mm -hmm. How does this sound when I go, you know, when I go talk to people? How does my voice sound? Does it sound, you know, is it okay? It's all about your breathing. Mm -hmm. how you say it. If you got a lot to say, it's like being a singer, you know, they hit those notes. They got to hold it. (laughs) (laughs) You do. But the more you practice it, the more comfortable you become with it and you can just rattle it off. You're like, blah, 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 blah. I can say this. I say the same thing every single time (laughs) and it doesn't bother me. I don't think it bothers anybody else. I say it over and over. Yep, But it's super important. Yep say to
0: make it become believable <laughs> yes yeah yeah not just to those but to yourself because I remember <laughs> when I just started out I was doing um a net I was a part of a networking company called for change people Be- uh, not Four Change people Be- oh that's my company <laughs> it's called um forever living so that's the name of the company and I remember we'll go to these meetings all the time and we'll have like these um I think it was just like um, two liners that you had to practice all the time. And I would just sit there and, you know, people would just go on it, go on it. And it will stay perfect. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> but then like doing the podcast and I keep saying, hey, my name is Enneke Hutchinson. I'm, you know, the founder of this or, you know, you're listening to 14 people podcast. And then I'm like, why is it that, you know, it's my own thing? but sometimes we don't put the work in, (laughs) but for someone else, like for that networking company, I was just like, I want to get it. I want to get this. And then I was just like, wait, that's the same way we have to go for ourselves. You know, if we want to get to somewhere we have to, you know, push towards it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I strongly believe in always practice it. Mm -hmm. always just practice it so that you can get into those situations where you're at a networking event and you can just blurt it out and you can go in the chat and write it out too and you're not stumbling on your words and you can like it becomes this is what i am i'm gonna say the same thing every time
0: yeah natural to you it's it's like second nature to you. so before we go because this was a good chat yeah. Thank you. I love this. I know. I'm so um happy. All right. So before we go, I want you to share with us just one thing that you have, you know, taken away from 2020. One thing that, you know, has pushed you forward into 2021, whether that's just personal or business, that's one thing.
1: <laughs> I had this conversation with a friend of mine. I said, you know what 2020 did It brought out the best comedians ever. Have you seen those memes?
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, I know. Like we are up (laughs) late at night watching them.
1: (laughs) It has brought out the best comedians and it made me laugh, you know, when I was sad at times. But the one thing that it has done is opened up networking. Yeah, overall, like over the world. Mm -hmm. So from that, I end up getting clients that were overseas, because it was a networking event, they heard me speak, they were there. And there, you know, one guy from Thailand, another lady from Brussels, I I had the opportunity to talk to them. It was just one of these things where it opened up the world of people that we would not have gotten an opportunity to see before. So I appreciate that from 2020.
0: Hey, share it us. Instagram, Facebook, um, tell us where we can find you.
1: Yes. I'm on all social media platforms at K Roddy, R O So all of those platforms go on there and I'm on there, even on clubhouse. It's always K Roddy 65 or find my website at the corporate
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of For Change Be Bold. It was so fun. Such a beautiful conversation about elevator speech yes. and, you know, just talking about the entire field. <laughs> yeah. It's your message. You know, yeah. you
1: lead with your message and people will ask you over and over and over to tell your message. They're going to ask you for your bio. So that is your elevator speech. Hook them in. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.
0: Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, Have a wonderful Friday.